Hey peeps, on-prem to the cloud is back. And now that we've lifted and shifted our app into Azure, Damian Brady is here and he's gonna show us how to add a little DevOps to make everything better. So join us next time on the DevOps Lab. Welcome to the DevOps Lab on-prem to the cloud series. Last time we got our app into the cloud the easiest way we could by lifting and shifting. And now that our app is in VMs and Azure, Damien is here and he's gonna show us how to add some DevOps to all of this. So welcome to the show, Damien. Yeah, thank you. So first of all, why should we even bother about DevOps, right? Like why, why do we care about that? Yeah, there's there's a ton of reasons. You might have heard me say before, you know, friends don't let friends right click publish, um, and that you can kind of ground it around that. I mean, you don't want to be trusting that the one person who does their deployment from their machine is always available. Um, if they get sick or aren't available, you can't deploy your application. If there's serious problems like a security vulnerability, you need to be able to make sure that you can actually push out an update as quickly as possible. But then you can get into things like automated testing, making sure that your um, code works with everybody else's code and you know, you're not just building from your local nice copy that works on my machine kind of deal. Right, um, right. And then just repeatability, making sure you do the same thing the same way every single time. Um, humans are bad at that kind of stuff, but computers are quite good at it, yeah. Absolutely. All right. So that does make sense to me. So, all right. So we have this old school app, right? It's like a, a, a .NET application. We have a database, SQL Server database. It's running on VMs right now because all we did was just lift and shift, like the first step of our migration. Um, but I figured with a little DevOps, it makes things better. Where do we start? What do we do? Yeah. So you can really do DevOps. You can do automation to basically do anything at all. So I'll admit that it's been a little while since I've gone, you know, full framework.net um, and SQL Server running on a VM. Um, but I, I kind of got together and there's a few ways you can do it. Um, I chose Azure Pipelines, but I also did a GitHub Actions version as well, just because those are the two we use. But, you know, whatever tool you're using uh, for your DevOps is great. These ones are excellent for the for the purposes that we're looking at. So um, why, don't we, why don't we jump in and have a look, um, see what we actually did. So this is uh, Pipelines in Azure DevOps. And so we've gone to Pipelines. I've already created one because you don't want to watch me write all this code. Um, we're going to create a new pipeline just to show you what that looks like. Now, the first thing it's going to ask me is where's my code? In my case, it's in GitHub, but it could be in Azure repos as well. So I'm putting it in GitHub mainly because um, we're going to do a GitHub Actions version as well. So uh, we're going to select our repo. Um, we're going to grab on-prem to the cloud. Um, and then it's going to actually look at my code and determine, you know, this is what I think it looks like. Mm -hmm. So it's guest and ASP.NET one, which is great. I'm going to just choose that just to show you what, what it looks like out of the box, what the template looks like. So um, we can see there's some pretty basic YAML in here. YAML is kind of the language du jour for, uh, for these pipelines. Uh, we're triggering every time there's a push to our master branch. We're using a Windows machine to do our compilation. We've got a couple of variables set and then a set of tasks. NuGet um, restores a VS build, so it's actually using Visual Studio to build, and VS test, so we're building and testing, right? And this is probably going to take me most of the way to, you know, compiling my application, doing a good CI story, right? Mm -hmm. There's one thing that I will 
add to it, um, especially, is I'm going to add a task. And you can see as I'm doing this that you get autocomplete on this, which is really good. This is in the browser. Um, and then I'm going to publish my pipeline artifact, which is something that basically allows me to whatever I produce, package it up and send it back up to Azure Pipeline so I can deploy it later on, which is the next thing we want to do. Um, now, a few people, when we moved to YAML with pipelines, kind of lamented the fact that they lost their GUI, they lost their designer. Um, it's kind of right here. You get a lot of the good good uh, stuff here with the actual tasks. So you can choose the task you want. If I wanted to do you know, a SQL um, deployment, there's a whole bunch of them. Um, the other thing you can do is if you know what the task is, right over here in the editor, you can click on settings. Yeah. And it will pull up all the um, parameters that you need to pass. By default, it's pulling in pipeline workspace as you know where I want to get my files. I'm actually building these and sending them to this artifact staging directory, so I might change it to that. I get a give it an artifact name, and so on, and then publish it. I can also push it to a file share if I'm if I'm running this stuff on prem as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of different options here. Um, and then when I am finished setting those up. I can just add that task where I want it and it's added the YAML that I need. So look, this is this is a basic starting point and this is kind of where I ended up. Um, very similar to what, to what was given to me out of the box, at least for the CI part. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that, that's what it looks like. So this is going to build the application, it's going to run the unit tests, it's going to package everything up so it's ready to be deployed. Yeah, absolutely. And and this is what it looks like when it runs. This is one I ran a little bit earlier, mm -hmm. um, where we've got our NuGet stuff, our VS build. I had some PowerShell stuff to, to just to dump some things uh, for, for debugging. VS test, we're copying some files around. So we're grabbing the zip file that it's produced of our website cool. and also the DAC pack file, so the database um, update. So we've got a SQL project in there. We mm -hmm. can just compile it and end up with a, a DAC pack, which allows us to upgrade our database. So we're going to need that too. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. So let me just make sure I understand what you're saying. So not only is this going to to build and eventually be able to deploy the web code, but our database schema changes will be updated by our pipeline too. Yeah, absolutely. So we need we need these two things really to get our application running. We might want to update, you know, other services and things. That's just an extension of what we're doing. But the two things I'm going to deploy, I'm going to deploy the website itself to IIS, and I'm going to deploy the database. So any database changes and any website changes will, you know, will be compiled and then packaged into this artifact so we can grab it later and deploy it out to, to our sites, which is the next thing we want to do. So we want to extend this now to, to deploy. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we've published our pipelines. And if we jump back to the job, we can actually see the artifacts here. Um, we can see that there's one published. You can also see a whole bunch of warnings. Let's just ignore them for the moment. We did say it was a legacy application, right? Yeah. Um, we can jump to our artifacts and see right here, we've got these two files, the DAC pack and the zip, so we can actually do our deployment later on. So we want to um, we want to do a couple of things now. We want to deploy to a test server and we would want to deploy to a production server, but we don't want to go automatically all the way out to production. We want some kind of approval to go on. So really what we're talking about is deploying to two different environments. So luckily, Azure Pipeline's now, especially in YAML, has the concept of these environments. So if we jump over to pipelines and go to environments in the menu, you can see I've already set two of them up. So there's our test environment and our production environment. The great thing is these environments can have resources. So I can give my environment a name. 
And then I can add either a Kubernetes namespace, so I can actually deploy out to a Kubernetes cluster, or in my case, a virtual machine. So I can grab virtual machines, and then it will give me a script here that I can run on that virtual machine, which registers an agent and says, this is a resource that belongs to this environment. What that then means is I can use that agent to actually deploy things on-prem on those machines. Cool. And just to show you um, that I'm not cheating, just to, um, I'm gonna copy that here. We're gonna jump over to our production server, or sorry, our test server, and then paste this in, right? That's the script that it gives me. And if I run that, it'll actually create an agent that connects and you can see that in the services, I've got two of them here. Now I'm, I'm cheating a little bit. We're using the one server for our test and our production, but obviously you'd want these on, on different servers. Mm -hmm. So um, let me see if I can zoom in a tiny bit as well. It's not gonna let me zoom in. Um, these are, are Windows services that are basically running those agents. And you can see them if we jump back to our, uh, let's just kill this resource that I accidentally created. Mm -hmm. Let's just jump back to our environments. And we can see our test environment has this on-prem server. So Very we can cool. see that resources there. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So you you installed this just by copying the script from the UI, you've installed an agent onto uh, the VMs that we have running in Azure. So now we're ready to deploy to these environments, right? Yeah, pretty much. I, I just want to show you one more thing quickly with this production environment. If we mm -hmm. jump up and go to approvals and checks, mm -hmm. we've actually got, before we can go to production, um, an approval uh, process that's saying either you or me needs to approve this deployment to production. So when we do that production deployment, um, it, we're going to get stopped um, if we okay. yeah if we haven't approved it. And one quick other thing as well, we have different variables for our production and our test environment. So we've got these variable groups with uh, basically overloaded variable names. So our test variables have these names, and in production we may even want to link it to Azure Key Vault. So we're going to use those later on to say. Here are our tests variables and here are our production variables. All right, so let's look at what an end-to-end -end version of this uh, deployment looks like. Now, this is the Azure Pipelines one, and you can see it looks pretty similar to what we got out of the box. There's a couple of differences I wanna point out. We're uh, triggering on a couple of things. I've just got some stuff in there to not clash with our GitHub one. We're still using our agent, uh, the Windows agent. We've still got the same variables, but now we've got these extra two levels. We've got stages and jobs. Now in that original one that we saw, uh, if we jump quickly back to here, you can see that we didn't have that. We just had steps and tasks. Turns out if you only have one set of jobs and one stage, you just don't need those, those phases. Um, so it's a bit of a shortcut. Here we've got a build stage, which has one job, which is our build application. And this is exactly the same tasks pretty much. Um, you get build, run our tests, copy the files around and publish our artifacts. Where it gets really interesting is where we can get, where we can actually deploy. So we've got a deploy to test stage, which won't run until that build is complete. So it depends on our build. Um, I'm just doing it a little bit. We're using our test variables, like I mentioned. So that means we can do things like website name and it'll pull it from that test variable group. Um, and the really great thing here is instead of just steps, we've got a deployment job. And this gives us awesome things like we'll automatically get these artifacts. We don't have to explicitly download them. Um, and we're deploying to an environment, this Mercury test, and in this case, a specific machine, so a specific resource. I could also, if I wanted to, just say um, I'm going to deploy to I'm going to deploy to environment this environment here, but I'm also going to deploy to everything that's tagged as a website, a web server. So cool. if I have five or six different 
machines that are web servers, I don't have to change this pipeline at all. It's just going to start deploying to all of those other ones, those agents. So that's really cool. Um, we also are using a run once strategy um, to deploy, and then these are our steps, basically the same two um, that we would that we would use in any case, right? So we're going to deploy to our machine, and then we're going to deploy our SQL DAC pack deployment as well. And then repeating exactly the same thing for production. So pretty straightforward. We've just got these multiple stages that kind of depend on each other. Um, and they're going to go through and deploy to our test site. We're going to get a warning before we go to production and um, and then, you know, deploy out to production. So this is what the YAML looks like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is really awesome, right? Anytime someone goes in and makes change to the code or touches the repository, it's going to build our app. It's going to run all of our unit tests. It's going to then proceed to deploy into your test environment. And mm -hmm. if everything looks good, we can give a manual approver and then it will flow into the production. Yep, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So, so what that looks like when we actually run it is uh, here's a run with that. Again, let's just ignore all of these warnings. But we can see these three stages. Our build stage that produced an artifact, we deployed to our test, and we deployed to our production with a check that said, you know, I must approve it. And so it approves through to production. We can even with this stuff see, you know, test cases, how many of our tests passed and all that kind of stuff as well. So we get we get a lot of benefit aside from just automatically pushing this stuff out. Very, very cool. And and you mentioned something about GitHub, right? Like uh, this is great. We can do, do all this with Azure DevOps. Yep. I'm guessing since you mentioned GitHub, you got all this working with GitHub Actions too? Yeah, I did. So I actually started here and then I just kind of converted it over. So okay. this is the GitHub version of it. It's it's pretty similar. We've got a build deploying to our test, deploying to our production. We've got our approval for the environments there as well. So GitHub has the concept of environments. I'll zoom in a little bit so you can see it. Um, and we've got our artifact as well. So um, same thing, we're deploying our web application and our DAC pack. The YAML for this is really remarkably similar. So it, it's a little bit, a little bit different syntax. Oh, thanks, Docker. Uh, a little bit different syntax. You know, on instead of triggers, and we're pushing to our master branch. env instead of variables, but same kind of thing. Jobs. We've got our build job. It does the same stuff. Um, NuGet, NuGet restore. We're actually running MS build from the command line rather than an out of the box task. Mm -hmm. um, and VS test. We're running um, VS test as well. We're copying um, our files around uploading our artifacts, doing our build, um, yeah, and then deploying our, our test as well. Now, the environments in GitHub Actions don't have the concept of an agent that's attached to that environment, but you can self-host agents. And so I'm using a self-hosted agent that's tagged with test for our deployment to test. So it will run on that, on that agent and do the same thing. Um, and again, MS deploy and SQL package to do my um, deployment and my DAC pack rather than you know, out of the box tasks. But ultimately, it's pretty much exactly the same thing. Um, we have our approvals, we have our environments, uh, variables are pulled based on the environments themselves. So they have their own set of secrets that we can use. Um, yeah, it's it's very, very similar. Um, and certainly something you could do in, in other deployment tools if you were using other things as well. Wow, this is super cool, man. Thank you so much for showing this to us. Man, there are so many great reasons why we need DevOps for all of our apps. And if you want more information about all of this, check out the links down below. And look, as cool as this DevOps pipeline looks now, because our app is in the cloud now, 
we can do so much more. So join us next time as we start adding everything as code from infrastructure all the way to policy. Thank mm-hmm. you.